Brought to you by the WZIP Sports Team, this is Sports Power Talk Overtime. Featuring in-depth interviews. I didn't really plan to ask this, but since you brought it up, what's it like kind of having like your own meme? Like, how does that make you feel? <laughs> Exclusive original content. He crosses paths with another best in the world. Oh, that gets you excited, don't it? Oh, that gets me excited. And of course, the hottest takes. My dad used to have this saying, if you don't like the series, you don't like football. Well, like- I say I'm a pretty big football fan, and I despise the <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> so get ready, because it's time for SPT Overtime. It's Monday at the time of this recording, and you know what that means. Sports Power Talk is in overtime, and today we will be talking about the sport that is very near and dear to my heart. It's very near and dear to both of my analysts' hearts, and of course yours if you're listening to this, and that is professional wrestling. I am your host, Logan Buchanan, and today I am joined by Alex Henry. Hey, what's up, guys? And Jake Murren. What's going on? Great to be back with another AEW podcast. So excited to see it. Obviously, uh... Alex has been with me with the WWE podcast. Now he's back with AEW. What brought you back to AEW? MJF. MJF. That's it. So this entire summer hasn't been a... Yeah, so when MJF left, I left. And when he came back, I came back. He kind of cut a promo about that last Wednesday. And it's kind of of facts. So, yeah. All righty. Well, should we just jump right into it, guys? Right away with our Dynamite predictions. We will hear from both John Moxley and MJF. So the question I have for both of you is, do you think the firm is going to play a role either on Dynamite or this Sunday? I don't think they play a role in Dynamite or Rampage, per se. Mm-hmm. But I think they will play a role in full gear. I mean, they're kind of in the weird position because it is Moxley mjf at full gear but of course the firm has attacked both men respectively and i do expect them to play some type of role i don't see them on wednesday i do see them on saturday for sure for sure alex what's your opinion on the firm in general as a faction i don't i don't dislike the firm in any means and if anything what they're doing right now is working because i just don't like them and that's <laughs> kind of their yeah. goal right now and I like when I I like when I don't like somebody because I really actually don't like them, and mm-hmm. we've talked about that before. And that's kind of how I feel about the firm. Uh, to go off that question, the last question though, they definitely will be involved. I think in some way, another whether it's dynamite or this Saturday, I think you'd be silly to say that they don't get involved. For sure, for sure. Moving on, we have a tag team match before the fatal four-way for the ROH title. It is Claudio Castagnoli and Brian Danielson representing the Blackpool Combat Club against Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, obviously representing the JAS. Jake, I'm going to throw it to you first. Who do you have winning and why? Yeah, I expect some outside interference from from the JAS, and I expect Guevara and Jericho to get the win because of that. Plus, it'll establish even more of an inner conflict within the Blackpool Combat Club with Castagnoli and Danielson that we've seen recently. Overall, I'm really excited for this tag team match. It makes a lot of sense for the go-home show of Dynamite before the pay-per-view, and I'm excited for this four-way match at uh, Full Gear as well. For sure, for sure. I mean, I personally, you know you know me, I'm a huge supporter of the Blackpool Combat Club. I see them picking up this win because I have one of the members of the JAS winning this Saturday, so I think they get the go-home show. JAS may take uh, full gear, but Alex, I need your opinion right now. Who do you got winning? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of actually see Sammy and Chris being able to get a get a win here. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, not a feud I'm very interested in right now, just in general. It's been going on a wall. AEW, uh, but I hope that overall that everything kind of comes to a halt and end this Saturday, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how long has this been going on, Jake? It's been going on, I think, too long. I mean, this is a very entertaining feud because any feud with Chris Jericho in it and any feud with the Blackpool Combat Club in it is going to be great. They've just been feuding against one each other for so long now. I do want a conclusion at Full Gear, but I actually disagree with Alex because I'm so intrigued by this right now because I love matches Mm -hmm. that are unpredictable. And this match on Wednesday can go either way. And the match on Saturday at Full Gear can go one of four ways, and I could honestly see any of them winning. Yeah, I mean, honestly, with this feud, it's been like a roller coaster up and down. Every bits of it, like, I really like this part, but then there's this part. And I actually think right now we're in a high of the feud. Uh, so I do agree with you, Jake. 
Moving on, we have for the first time ever, these two will face off in singles competition. Anthony Bowens representing the acclaimed versus Swerve Strickland, obviously representing Swerve in our glory. I love, as everyone does, the acclaimed. Alex, you love the acclaimed, right? Oh, I love the acclaimed. Jake, you love the acclaimed, right? Everyone loves the acclaimed. So, guys, I mean, before we get to their tag team match, who's winning this little little preview of the third match of their time? Anthony Bones versus Swerving, uh, Swerve Strickland. I think they'll give the heels the rub before the pay-per-view, and I could see Swerve cheat in a way that would create some conflict within Swerve in our glory. We've mm-hmm. seen that recently, but I do expect Strickland to get the win. But I am excited to see Anthony Bowens in singles competition. I can't recall a match that he's been a singles guy before in AEW. I'm sure it's happened. Well, it's the first time in a while because he was injured for a little right. bit. I'm sure it's happened, but I am excited to see what he's got out there in mm-hmm. terms of being a solo competitor. Yeah, I mean... Alex, to kind of represent uh, WWE, Anthony Bowens has kind of played the Angelo Dawkins, where everyone loves Montez Ford and the surrogate. Everyone loves Max Caster as a single star. We haven't seen a lot of Anthony Bowens. Do you think Anthony Bowens could shine here, or do you think Swerve picks up the win? No, I mean, well, yes, I do think he could shine here. However, I don't think he gets the win. If mm. anything, I get think he will get to show his talent as a single, but uh, I Really, 100% agree with Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swerve Strickland's going to win, and it's not going to be nice whatever happens, and it's going to build more conflict. Sneaky, sneaky Swerve. And, of course, we got to see Billy Gunn. Uh, we can't call him by his official nickname on air, but Billy Gunn, of course, having to get involved. And I really hope that this is the accumulation of maybe a Keith Lee face turn because he turned heel with Swerve. But we'll talk about that later when we get into the tag team match. Moving on, we have the semifinals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament as Ricky Starks will be facing Lance Archer. Of course, Ricky Starks getting beaten up backstage last week, I believe, on Dynamite. So we haven't been able to see uh, this section of the match happen. I know, I mean, Jake, you know I'm a huge Ricky Starks fan. So I'm going to have to throw it to you first. Do you think he wins here? Are you going to agree with me or do you think Lance Archer may pick the win up? We kind of had a conversation before recording this a couple of days ago on this Eliminator tournament and who we thought was going to go to the finals. And in that discussion, I thoroughly thought Ricky Starks was going to the finals of this tournament mm-hmm. until the most recent events on AW television. This match was supposed to be on Dynamite or Rampage. It comes out that Starks isn't medically cleared to compete due to Archer's backstage attack. And now they have me questioning if Starks is going to get past the semifinals. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, I'm going to go Lance Archer. Wow. It pains me to say it because I want to see Ricky wow, Starks. The I think Starks deserves a strong push right now. But Lance Archer, with what's going on recently with that backstage attack, I think they're going to go that direction. Man, Alex, do you think Jake's out of his mind right now, or do you agree with him? I mean, he's not making bad points. I think Ricky Starks will get it done, though. Uh, I think it's honestly just storytelling and, you know, oh, he got beat up, this and this and that, and he'll come out and he'll be able to get a big win, a big push Mm -hmm. for this Saturday. Yeah, I also think that Ricky Starks is going to pick up the win here. I think in this tournament, in every tournament, I feel like you have the underdog, the guy that everyone's like, oh, he's, yeah, he's hurt, he's injured, he's not going to make it. I think Ricky Starks is that guy for this tournament, so I think he's going to get past this big monster, which then puts him up against Brian Cage on Rampage. So we'll get there after the Dynamite predictions. Moving on to the second of the semifinals, Ethan Page, all ego, representing the firm, will face Bandito. Of course, Bandito, we've seen him before when he faced Chris Jericho in the ROH um, Invitational. But now he's he's fighting. He, He could get past Ethan Page. Personally, I think all ego's got it. I think when you're looking at this tournament, uh, it's Ethan Page, Ricky Starks, and maybe Eddie Kingston, but he got eliminated already. Those three were the guys that I was like, he's, they're the ones that are going to try and take this tournament. They're the ones who are going to get this push. So I have Ethan Page. Even though I love Bandito, love what he does, I think it's not his time right now. It's Ethan Page's time. Alex, do you agree with me? What do you think? I 100% agree with you, and I also really like Bandito. But, uh, no, what you said, it's not his time. I think it's really good. And, yeah, I, from the get-go, saw Ethan Page making it all the way out of everybody. So, I'm going Ethan Page as well. Awesome. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you guys. Bandito is still brand new to AEW. I honestly don't know much about him and his prior work, but I have been impressed with what he's done in the ring. I think Bandito will show out in the ring on Wednesday, but I have the firm's Ethan Page winning because that's by far the biggest storyline and the biggest star in this match and even in this tournament. Awesome, awesome. Moving on, we have an interim AEW Women's Championship match as Tony Storm will face the Bunny. Jake, who you got winning? Why is this happening? Can I just throw that out there? Alex, do you know why this match is happening? It really doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, I'm not a huge supporter of an interim title in the first place. I think if Tony Storm is going to hold the title, she should be recognized as the women's champion. Just like Moxley said he should be recognized as the world champion. So the fact that she's now facing these people, it's like, well, yeah, they're going to lose unless it's a pay-per-view. That's my take on it, and especially when it's someone like the Bunny. You know, is that a credible foe for Tony Storm? It's not. That's why I'm asking the question, why is this match happening? It's not like the Bunny has competed recently. I'd, I'd really like AW to bring back rankings and win-loss records so we can avoid matches like this, mm. but the purpose of this match couldn't be clear. It'll be a squash, tune-up win for Storm ahead of full gear, and simply, simply having her on Dynamite means that there will likely be some type of confrontation with Jamie Hayter here. Yeah, I mean, I 100% agree. And Alex, I got to ask you, do you think this match would have been better if it was just a Tony Storm promo and something happened during her promo? Yeah, 100%, because I already think this feud's boring to begin with. Mm. And make me care about it. Mm-hmm. Make Make it matter and not just me watching Tony Storm beat up the bunny. That makes me... What does that do for me? Yeah. That's nothing for this Saturday. So I mean, I'm I'm a personally I don't think the feud's that bad, but I am a huge Jamie Hater supporter, um, and I do like Tony Storm, so I think it's fine. I do gotta say though, guys, I think this is one of the first times an AEW pay per view has had three women's matches that have all had stories behind them and not just been thrown together. Hey, the women are fighting now. It's a step in the right direction. I'll give you that because yes, there are actually stories and. We've talked about it, Logan. The Mm -hmm. one thing I hate most is a one-week feud Mm -hmm. and a lot of feuds with the TBS title and even the AEW Women's Championship title have been one-week feuds leading up to a pay-per-view. So I am happy to see these storylines develop in the women's division. For sure. But now we kind of have to start worrying about the quality of these storylines. And I agree with Alex on most of what he said on this storyline. I think it's a little better than what Alex said. Uh, but there's another women's feud going on right now that I'll touch on later oh, I that wait. I completely hate. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, and to wrap- I, I agree. I know where he's going. <laughs> Hopefully it kind of makes sense. And I agree. Of course, it's the Britt Baker and Soraya feud. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on to the final announced match for AEW Dynamite. The AEW Trios Championship will be defended as the Death Triangle will face Top Flight and AR Fox. Alex, I'm going to throw it to you first. How do you feel about this match, and how do you feel about Death Triangle? Because there's been kind of, there's been some tension recently. Yeah, there has been. Um, looking at this match, I don't know. I, I think it'll be an interesting, fun match, and it's kind of hard to pick. And I just trios is. I feel like it's always hard to pick for mm-hmm. me because I don't know who's on. I don't know in terms of ranking who really is on top. That's how I feel about it. Like it's hard for me to really tell. Um, if I had to pick, I will go with Death Triangle. Uh, that's a good pick. That's a good pick, Jake. This is another match I'm kind of confused by. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, I think the trios titles could be worked a little bit better into AEW right now, especially since they were taken off of the Elite for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I am intrigued by the conflicts going on with the Death Triangle, though. Like you mentioned, Pac wants to resort to using a hammer to win matches now, whereas the Lucha Brothers aren't really all about that. So I am interested in that storyline. I think this is going to be a fun match. Top Flight is very entertaining in the ring. Mm-hmm. But Death Triangle, we all know they're going to win. I just wish they would have actually booked a trio storyline ahead of full gear and had them defended on full gear. But I am intrigued by the future of the trios division because of all these hinting returns mm. of the elite and the house of black. Things yep. are going to get interesting you, very, very soon. You beat me to it. I was just going to mention the house of black. Of course, my, my favorite faction within AEW and the elite possibly returning. I do agree. I do think that 
uh, Death Triangle has to get this win because no no offense to Dante Martin, Darius uh, Martin, of course, his he's returning tonight. This is his first match back, um, and AR Fox. But it's just they're not really a trio, and it's not really their time for any championship, in my opinion. Um, but that wraps up Dynamite. I'm going to move on to Rampage, where the first thing we're going to talk about is what's going on with the TNT title, Warjo imploding. And I know, Jake, you have some theories, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Where do you think this title's going? So, you know that I hated Warjo. Mm. It made no sense. I think the TNT, right, the TNT run for Wardlow has been so flawed because he has not defended it near at, nearly at all. Instead, he's teaming up with this ROH World Television Champion, Samoa Joe. They're calling themselves War Joe, <laughs> and they're competing as a tag team, yet they're both holding titles that aren't tag team titles. Yeah. It made no sense to me, so I am happy to see that they are now broken up. They are now apparently going to fight each other. That was a huge twist, and I fully expect a triple threat match to be made in the future, if not happen at full gear between Wardlow, Samoa Joe, and Powerhouse Hobbs, who's also gotten in the mix. I would love that match. I got to know, though, who would you have winning that? I don't think it's time to take the belt off of Wardlow quite yet, mm -hmm. but, I mean, Powerhouse Hobbs has been coming up. I know they there were teases and rumors of Hobbs getting a big push. I'm not a fan of that. He did most recently lose to Ricky Starks in that feud. Good. But in my opinion, I think the right move is to just keep the belt on Wardlow. Alex, I see you nodding your head. You have the same opinion? Yeah, I think Wardlow should definitely take it. And it was it was a fail. And I think that's why they split, because it was a fail. It kind of reminds me like they tried to do a little RK bro type action where mm -hmm. they like, like brought in two polar opposite kind of guys and put them together, and it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm happy they split it. I hope that something like Jake said does happen, and then that way they could just split it up and it could mm -hmm. be over. But, yeah, don't take the title from Wardlow. They are not ready for that. No, and I mean, I'm a huge fan of a heel Samoa Joe. Unless it's like 2007 TNA, face Samoa Joe is never right. It's always heel Samoa right. Joe beating people up, making them submit. That's my personal uh, favorite for it. Uh, moving on, we have the semifinal of the AW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Brian Cage will face either Ricky Starks, as I predicted, or Lance Archer, as Jake predicted. So, Jake, if Lance Archer moves on, does he beat Brian Cage? Yeah, I have this match re featuring two beefy men in Brian Cage and Lance Archer. I don't love Brian Cage's gimmick and alliance right now in AEW. Lance Archer has kind of become known in AEW to have the same gimmick, but he just shows up every once in a while when it comes to tournaments like this. I think Lance Archer is the more entertaining guy. He has the bigger name, so I'm going with Archer to move on to the finals. I got to say, Jake, I think you were the only person in the world to have Lance Archer moving on to the finals. Well, like I said, I think it was <laughs> going to be Ricky Starks, but with this weird storyline that they're going with, I didn't know if the injury was actually real to Ricky Starks, so I'm hedging my bets. I'm going to go with Archer. Alex, enlighten me. Who you got? Logan, it's got to be Ricky Starks, It's got to right? be. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it just, makes, it just makes sense. It yeah. just makes sense. And, I mean, think about this. Going into the pay-per-view, you have all ego Ethan Page playing the heel and Ricky Starks, who got beat down and then beat a monster in Lance, Lance Archer, then beat the machine Brian Cage, and then goes on to either defeat or maybe lose to Ethan Page. That's a beautiful story. Beautiful yes. story. I completely agree with you. And for the final match on Rampage, we have Eddie Kingston and Ortiz facing Yoon Akiyama and Konosuke Takeshita in an impromptu tag team match. Jake, I'm going to throw it to you. I know you're not a huge, huge Eddie Kingston fan, but who you got? Yeah, I don't really understand the Eddie Kingston hype that he has. I mean, everybody on Twitter, every AEW fan that I know adores Eddie Kingston like he's their dad. I don't really understand it. I think he's great, but I also think the chop is the worst move in professional wrestling history, and that's 90% of his offense. So get out of here with that. With that being said, it's great to see Kanoshke back in AEW. I thoroughly enjoyed his first run with the company. I'm unfortunately not familiar with his partner in this match, but with this being on AEW TV, I see Kingston and Ortiz picking up the win. Jake, you're just coming in with the L pick, so I got to throw to Alex, give me a dub pick. Give me a dub pick right now. No, I actually think Kingston and Ortiz will win too. Oh, 
Yeah, but I I, I like Eddie Kingston way more than that's, what Jake. That's said. what I need. That's what yeah, I need. Yeah, no, I mean he's great. That's he's what great. I needed. I know. I love New Japan guys, but they're kind of bringing in lesser tier guys, which I don't. No, no offense to them, but they are lesser tier guys. It would be like if on a New Japan mat uh, show they were like, "Hey, can we get Lee Moriarty?" <laughs> okay, I guess he's no. Heck, he's no Sammy Guevara, and that's saying a lot coming from me. Uh, but <laughs> that wraps up our Dynamite and Rampage predictions. Moving on to what you all came for, the full gear predictions. Starting us off hot is the TBS Championship match, where the quote-unquote TBS, TBS champion Nyla Rose will face the actual reigning, defending, 41-0 and streak in Jade Cargill. Alex, who you got? I'm taking Nyla. I think she's tired of the games. I think she's tired of everything. And I'm gonna take Nyla here. Jake, I don't even I don't even know how to describe your face right now. Can you can you describe it for me? Like, what are you feeling? Flabbergasted. <laughs> that is my emotions right now. How in the world do you think Nyla Rose wins this match? I have no clue. Could not tell you. <laughs> I have no idea. Nyla Rose has a zero percent chance of winning this match, and I alluded to it earlier that there are they're making these women's feuds seem more important, but now we have to work on the quality of these stories themselves. And this is the women's feud that I absolutely hate right now. I hate matches and feuds for titles that are built around the story of the challenger stealing the champion's belt. Mm. It is the most lazy storytelling that there is out there. And it's the, and they're doing it with the worst female wrestler on the AEW roster in Nyla Rose. Alex, you have a big old grin on your face. I need to see what you're thinking. No, I, I really do agree with Jake in terms of this is such a lame, lame mm-hmm. match. Uh, that was the one I was talking about as well mm-hmm. once Jake said it. Uh, so, with that being said, let's switch it up. Let's get something new. Let's, let's make something worthwhile. Imagine Nyla wins. Wow. Well, that, that makes me care a little more because what's going on now so I'm taking Nyla here. I got I will lose all faith in Tony <laughs> Khan if Nyla Rose wins the TBS championship at full gear. But uh, oh no, don't worry because she's apparently already the TBS champion because she holds it. Uh, yeah. It is the laziest <laughs> storytelling there is out there. I hate this. Jade Cargill is going to win. She's going to continue her winning streak and hopefully they can find some feud for her out there that is actually worth her while <laughs> and potentially drop the title. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know I'm not a huge, huge Jade Cargill fan, but I gotta say, she's making me a fan. Me too. Honestly, she's making me a fan. She's improved in ring, she's improved as a character and on her promos, and honestly, I could see her holding this belt until she's at her 50th win. If she's 50-0, I'm okay with it, honestly. So I do see her picking up the win and beating the quote-unquote TBS champion in Nyla Rose, uh... Starting us off hot with a with a great female feud, I see. We're all in agreement by that point. Moving on, though, we have Darby Allen and Sting versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. If you don't know who Jeff Jarrett is, he did just appear on Dynamite or Rampage. I can't remember which one as the last outlaw. Of course, he was a part of WCW, then went on to found TNA. Yes, he's the founder of TNA. He's what jump-started that entire promotion. He was champion there. He's been a really big backstage figure, but now we can see him on screen as this outlaw. Jake, or my apologies, Alex, what's your opinion on Jeff Jarrett? I love it. I love it. And if I remember, Logan, I know you'll know, Jeff Jarrett and and Sting, they have a history. Oh, they do. They have oh, they a big do. history uh, within TNA, right? Uh, and WCW. And WCW. So, yeah, they I mean, they go back, and that makes this match so exciting. Getting into it, Sting and Darby, I, I got to take them, right? Mm. Like, I got to take Sting and Darby. I want to see Scorpion Deathlock on Jeff Jarrett, and that's going to be the win. That's what I want to see, and that's what I predict to see this out. Interesting. Jake? I hate to say that I'm not too familiar with Jeff Jarrett and his past dealings. I think his promo on last week's Dynamite was pretty weak, 
I'm excited to see Sting back in action for his insane spots that he always has. But I fully expect Satnam Singh to get involved here. I don't see Jeff Jarrett losing his first match. I still hate the faction that Jay Lethal has created, though. I think it's one of the worst products on AEW television because of Sanjay Dutt. Get that dude off my television. Never want to hear his voice ever again. But I think Lethal and Jarrett pick up the win. Interestingly enough, too, some people may think that Lethal and Jeff may not work well as a tag team. They actually have been a tag team before. They faced off against Ric Flair and Andrade in Ric Flair's retirement match. They did come up losing, but, I mean, is Ric Flair going to lose his retirement match? Well, which retirement match was that? <laughs> the most Can recent. Okay, the gotcha. most recent Thank retirement you. match. Um, and although I do, I am a huge fan of Jay Lethal, I'm also a huge fan of Darby Allen, and I can't bet against my boy. He will go... Like, wall-to-wall, he'll bounce off of everything, he'll hit you with everything, he'll hit you with his left shoe until your left shoe falls off. So I can't bet against him or the icon. Sting! I love him. I love Tony Schiavone. Don't nod your head, Jake. You know you love it. (laughs) But moving on, we have the finals of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, where, in my opinion, it will be all ego Ethan Page versus Ricky Starks. Alex, I'm pretty sure you have the same opinion, so we're going to start with you. Who do you got winning? So I, I hyped up all this Ricky Starks, right? I'm taking Paige. I think that's I think that's who takes the win here, and I, I think I'd be happy with either. Mm-hmm. I really would, and I trust AEW to try to make something good out of it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take Paige here. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with you, and, and it hurts me because I'm a huge Ricky Starks fan. But coming out of it, especially the fact that Ethan Page is a part of the firm, that really solidified that he's going to win this tournament. And Ricky's not going to look weak after this because he came back from injury. He fought against Lance Archer, fought against Brian Cage, fought against Ethan Page, all amazing talents, comes up losing. But he's not losing. He's still strong. He's still the next one of the next guys, one of the next pillars of AEW. Jake, on the other hand, you have Ethan Page facing off against Lance Archer. Who do you have winning and why? Yeah, we all have Ethan Page in this match. I think that's guaranteed. I could see Ricky Starks in here, but I'm going to go with Lance Archer. My prediction for this match relates to my prediction for the AEW World Championship match. Mm. I'm not going to reveal my pick quite yet, but I will say that I think it makes sense for the firm to feud with the winner of Moxley MJF for that reason. I'm going with Ethan Page, and he's he deserves to win too, mm-hmm. especially if it is against Lance Archer. Yeah, and I believe, uh, unlike the Dynamite Chip, this match is set in stone to have to happen at AEW Winter is Coming, so we all have Ethan Page winning, so we should expect him to face either John Moxley or MJF at Winter is Coming. Next up, we have the grudge match of Jungle Boy Jack Perry facing Luchasaurus inside of a steel cage, sticking Christian Cage all the way out of the cage. There's a lot of cages in that sentence. It was very weird. Jake, I know we've been talking about Jack Perry for a while. Do you think this is where he strips the Jungle Boy gimmick, or what's happening here? I think that's a lost cause. <laughs> is that a lost cause? Yeah. <laughs> we really wanted him to be Jungle Man. It's, it's, it's Jungle Boy. I don't think that's ever going to change. I am so excited for this rematch on Full Gear, though, because the first match between these two was insane Mm -hmm. in Toronto. Now it'll be even better as it's in a steel cage, which will limit Christian Cage's involvement here. Jungle Boy was buried at All Out. I expect him to get beat for 80%, if not 90% of this match. But I see Jungle Boy winning and furthering this feud with Christian Cage, who will hopefully be healthy, and ready to compete soon. Mm -hmm. And we don't have a lot of steel cage matches in AEW, but the ones we have had have been really, really phenomenal. So, Alex, what do you think this match is going to turn out to be? Well, to bounce off of what you just said, it has match of the year, like, I feel like it could be match of the year uh, candidate worthy. I don't know Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. But with that being said, I see Jungle Boy doing something crazy off that cage, something crazy, and getting a win here. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think not not only Jungle Boy, but I also see Luchasaurus. Maybe maybe he's going to fly. Maybe he's doing something off the top of the cage. Wouldn't put it past him for what he's done in the past, but I do have to pick my boy Jack Perry to pick up the win. Moving on, we have the four-way for the ROH World Championship match. Claudio Casagnoli faces Brian Danielson, Sammy Guevara, and the ROH champion, the Ocho, Chris Jericho. Jake, 
Your semen set to talk about this match. Who you got? I have no idea who's <laughs> going to win this match. In fact, I want to ask you guys before I get my breakdown. Like, I'm not going to ask who you're predicting, mm-hmm. but how confident are you? Give me a percentage, Logan. How confident are you that you're going to be right in this prediction? I am 99% sure I'm correct. Really? Yes, I That's am. That's absurd. I'd say 85. I'm like 10% sure in my pick because mm. I have no idea who's going to win. Part of me wants to say that Jericho is going to win because it's the easy, easy way out in a match like this to say the champion is going to retain his title. I see the match starting off kind of like a tornado tag match, and then I see conflict happening between the the Blackpool Combat Club members and the Jericho Appreciation Society members, which I'm really looking forward to. I think anyone could win, but Tony Khan and AEW will never be forgiven if they don't put a belt on Brian Danielson by the end of his run in the company and in his career I'm going with the American Dragon to win this match, but my confidence, like I said, in this pick is at an all-time low. That's insane. Alex, I mean, four competitors, you have a 25% chance of winning, but you're 85% confident. What do you think? Yeah, I got to go with Danielson here, too. And wow. uh, I'm excited to see what will happen. My guess, something crazy is going to happen where two guys are hurt outside the ring, and then it's going to be Danielson and Jericho. mm and Danielson's going to make him tap. He's Ooh, gonna get the, the Ocho? The Ocho tapping out? Yes. Interesting. Well, I got to say, I did a little bit of research, and there have only been 30 unique ROH champions, not including Chris Jericho. So, if Jericho wins this match, I suspect he still has that invitation. Do we, do we all agree with that part? He still has that ROH invitation? Yeah, absolutely. My problem with that is looking at everyone who's not, he hasn't already beat, isn't signed with WWE, or isn't injured, there's only six people left. And that's Samoa Joe. Does Jericho beat Samoa Joe? I don't see that happening. I don't know. Jay Briscoe, who we haven't seen since ROH dissolved. Michael Elgin. Christopher Daniels. Matt Taven, a part of the kingdom, just had a match with Wardlow. And Jonathan Gresham. And honestly, I don't see any of those matches being good. So I don't see Jericho winning. I really don't. Danielson would be an amazing pick. And I would love to pick Danielson, but I don't see him winning the ROH championship. But instead, you're picking the best wrestler on the AEW roster, Sammy Guevara, right? Right? I hate to say it. I really do. But I think Tony Khan wants ROH to be the next company he doesn't want people who've already held the title he doesn't want people who are going to retire in 10 years I hate I I never want to say this and I really hope I'm proven wrong but I have written in my notes that Sammy Guevara will win the ROH championship and be the first man on the new television deal to hold that title what a sequence of events Logan from our AEW All Out podcast where we argued for, I don't know, 15 minutes on if Sammy Guevara was a good wrestler or not, and now you have him winning the ROH World Championship. You love to hear it. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. It, it hurts, but I think it's the most logical, and uh, it, it hurts. It really does. My heart hurts right now. Alex, don't look at me like that. Don't, I know you're disappointed in me. I don't dislike Sammy Guevara as much as you do, so I'm not too disappointed. I just think it's a bad pick. Wow. I Maybe it is. you're 99% confident I'm 99 that's pretty crazy. I am. I honestly am because I don't see Claudio picking it back up. I don't see Danielson holding it, and I don't see Jericho doing anything more with the belt than he's already done. I have to go. I have to go, Sammy Guevara. We're moving on. I can't talk about it anymore. We have – I'm going to say it. This is my favorite feud going into this match, or going into this pay-per-view, I should say, and that's Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Soraya. Her first match back in, I believe, seven years, Soraya facing probably, probably the best women's wrestler we have on the AEW roster. Would you guys agree? Do you guys think that's true? 100%. Yeah, I think that's a pretty bold claim to say that you're most excited for this match in terms of storytelling. I really am. When you have MJF and, and John Moxley no, on the card. I mean, it's crazy, but, but I agree. I'm honestly it has been, excited. It, it has been a great story. I mean, that promo 
we 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 all three rewatched it the day after, and it's hard to pick a winner. And I'm, we argued on who won it. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. No, and and I'm not saying the main event's predictable, but I'm saying either woman could win right now. I honestly think either woman could win. I actually disagree with that. Okay, well, well, who do you have winning this match then? I love this feud. Like you said, it doesn't have the belt attached to it, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's easily the most exciting women's match on this card and easily the most entertaining women's feud in the company right now. I think Britt Baker is amazing in the ring and on the mic. And Soraya is amazing on the mic. And I'm super excited to see what she looks like in action again. But there's no chance Soraya loses her first match and her first feud in AEW. I don't think it's going to be close. Soraya is going to be the winner of this feud. Interesting. Alex, what's your take on this? Yeah, I disagree. Um, I don't want to see another ex-WWE superstar come in and beat the best talent. Britt Baker is the best. We all mm-hmm. agreed that Britt Baker is the best female in AEW's history right now. Yes. It ever. Why would they bring in another? I mean, I get it, Tony Khan. The WWE guys, that's what you want. Okay, I, fine, fair. But why keep having them come in just to win off rip? I think Britt Baker wins, but I think the storyline keeps going on. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I think Britt might win this battle, but I don't know if she wins the war. You know, Alex, you took the words right out of my mouth. I do think that this feud goes on. Um, maybe we get a lights out match, steel cage. Who knows what we'll get. Uh, but this match isn't over after Saturday. I think we get Britt Baker through shenanigans through what is it Re- reba rebel rebel i think she goes I, by rebel now i don't i don't like her. I don't. i'm not a fan of her jamie hater jamie hater will get involved but no she won't because she's in the aw that Women's doesn't Championship mean match. anything that doesn't mean i don't anything. think we'll see, i don't think it means anything either uh, i don't think we'll see jamie hater here and i agree with alex sentiment that a lot of aw fans are getting annoyed with wwe wrestlers coming in and beating some of the best talents in mm-hmm. AEW. But to me, if you're going to bring in a former WWE talent, they're probably a big name and a big gimmick like Soraya is. And what does it mean for that character if they lose in their first feud here's company? the thing. Here's the thing, though. Imagine the heat Britt Baker is going to get from beating Soraya after seven years of grinding to get back in the ring. But the point you just made makes my point even more valid. She's not going to lose her first match in ring after seven years of being out with an injury. I think she You does. saw how emotional she was in her promo last week. She's going to at least win this match. I agree with you guys in the fact that this feud should last longer than just full gear, mm. and I'm okay with maybe a lights-out match and Britt Baker wins because Britt Baker is known for lights-out matches and bleeding and having great lights-out matches, but there's no chance Soraya loses her first match back from injury. Jake, I want to ask you, if you agree that the storyline continues, then does it really matter that much if Soraya does win her first match back? Why does it matter if the feud will continue? Yeah, the feud will continue. So I guess you could debate, does it matter who wins at full gear? That's a solid debate, but it is still Soraya's first match back from injury. Regardless, of, like, if they fight two times, like like the second match between these two women or a third match between these two women, then Soraya wins? I mean, that's you could say she won her first feud, but then the argument of she won her first match back in seven years, her neck injury, all this and that, that's hey, gone. I mean, Edge that's didn't gone. win his first one. He came into the Rumble after nine years with his neck and didn't yeah, win. Yeah, but the Rumble is a completely different story. I don't the Rumble I... isn't a, a one-on-one match. Soraya's going to win. I mean, to your point, though, a lot of the people that make their big comebacks to the Rumble will usually win mm-hmm. if it's a big star like I If it's a big star. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, but that's one winner of 30 men or women. This is a 1v1 match on full gear. Soraya coming back from injury. She's new to AEW. I know it's the biggest face. This feud will probably continue, but I think it's most important for Soraya and her career in AEW for her to win her first match with the company well we'll just have to agree to disagree moving on we have the interim AEW women's championship match as jamie hater faces the current champion tony storm 
I'm not even sure how long are we still waiting on Thunder Rosa. Just make Tony the champion. Just make her the champion. Because then maybe she'll lose against Jamie Hayter. Yeah, I was at the event that um, Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. was stripped of the title or she had to relinquish the title and make this interim title a thing in Cleveland, AW Dynamite. And uh, not a lot has been released on her injury. Like, she's very much so gone, mm-hmm. whereas the storyline when Moxley became interim champion was, yeah, but CM Punk is lurking, mm-hmm. CM Punk is lurking, and right now it just seems like Thunder Rosa is an afterthought. And and that's what you should be. You should, If you're injured as a champion, you're not the champion anymore. If you're not defending it, you're not the champion. We've talked about how we don't like Wardlow's run because he's not defending it. Well, technically, Thunder Rosa is still the AW Women's Champion. I think with an injury, though, it's different. And I actually disagree with you on the whole interim take. I like that AEW has done these interim belts just because it puts more respect on the actual champion. And it makes the match when they come back even bigger because it's champion versus interim champion. Alex and I are both UFC guys. That happens literally all the time with interim championships. It just is what it is. And see, I would agree if it was something like the Moxley, where it was only a couple of months. Maybe I think it was like two months, maybe, max. But it's like, we may not see Thunder Rosa till mid-next year. Why is she still the champion? Alex, what is your take on this whole situation? Well, I don't know, because at one point I 100% agree with Jake, uh, where I love the interim belts, and in like UFC it's very important. Mm-hmm. And somebody might be out for a while, but that person, that interim champ, is still the champ. However, I'm getting bored. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait any longer. And this is professional wrestling. It's not MMA. So to an extent, I mean, when when part of your brand is storytelling, I'm getting kind of bored. So I wouldn't mind if they switched it up. Mm-hmm. But what are you getting bored with? Are you getting bored with her being labeled as interim champion? Or are you getting bored with Tony Storm's run as interim champion? Because those are two very see, separate things. See, I'm getting bored with the fact that it's so predictable since she's the interim champion. Yeah, that's a good argument. But what I'm saying is I don't hate that she has the interim tag associated with her championship belt right now. What I'm annoyed with is her run as champion. I feel like she hasn't been distinguished as a champion in AEW quite yet, and her run has felt very lackluster so far. Interesting. Alex, are you just bored with it, or do you also think her run's been lackluster? Uh, all of the above, right? Like, I, I think it the run's been pretty rough, and, like, in terms of what you were saying, I don't—why why keep the, the name on the belt? It's, it's kind of boring to me, yeah. Well, with all that said, Jake, who do you have winning, Jamie Hayter or— the interim women's champion, Tony Storm. Yeah, I like Jamie Hayter, but I'm still confused on why Hayter is still aligned with Britt Baker. Mm. I think that relationship should have been broken after All Out, and that had the potential to be a great storyline. Instead, of course, we have Soraya and Britt Baker, which is great, and now Hayter against Tony Storm, who's run as interim champion, as I said, has been just mid, if not below that mid-level, as MJF would say. I like the fact that AEW uses these interim belts when champions get injured, but I still don't believe in an interim belt changing hands before the true champion comes back. I think the storytelling could be better. Instead, they're running with the college roommate thing and COVID. Uh, I think Tony Storm defends it, though. Mm. Alex, you have Hater picking up the win, or are you going to agree with Jake? No, I agree with Jake. Mm. That's it. I won't even say anything else. Uh, he, say, he said all I had, uh, I had to say. That's reasonable. And tell me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to... Maybe it's just Tony Storm's run, but the fact that she's facing the Bunny Wednesday and now she's facing Jimmy Hater, I feel like Tony Storm, Tony, Tony Khan is looking at a dartboard with females' names and just throwing a dart to see who faces Tony this week, who faces Tony in this feud. Am I, like, if she was champion, I feel like there would have been better stories. Am I wrong? Well, I kind of disagree with you on the whole championship status with interim and not. So I don't agree with that part, but I do agree that the women's division is so lackluster right now to where Tony Khan is literally just throwing darts at a dartboard and seeing what clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. This Jamie Hayter feud hasn't felt anything special. I do like, though, that they're giving Jamie Hayter some tune-up matches here and there. So she's on TV. Mm-hmm. She seems like a bigger deal in the women's division. I do like that they're doing that rather than you know the one-week feuds that 
the AEW women's division is notorious for, but outside of Britt Baker's run as AEW women's champion, and I would probably throw in Hikaru Shida as well, outside of those two runs, the AEW women's division and titles just have not felt important. Yeah. I got to throw one more question your guys' way. So we stick with the whole interim championship thing. How long do you think it should go until it's like, all right, she's no longer the champion. The interim champion is now the champion. It's going to go on as long as it needs to go. I mean, whenever Thunder Rose is healthy and comes back, that's going to be when it ends, and then they'll set up that match. Maybe at Winter's Coming, maybe Thunder Rosa comes out at full gear after Tony Storm wins this match. I would not be surprised because we don't really know much about her injury mm-hmm. right now. And, yeah, they'll make that match probably at Winter's Coming if that's a possibility, if not at a future pay-per-view. Alex, do you think there should be a set date? Yeah, I don't know about a set date, but, I mean, the interim champion is the champion. Like, that's, like, kind of how I view it. I don't like having the interim ward in there. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, yeah, I agree with Jaycon as long as it takes. Interesting. Which I don't really like, mm-hmm. but if they're sticking with this concept, which they are, and I think they will continue to, then, yeah, as long as it needs to. Yeah, I mean, injuries can last so long. There can be setbacks. There can be rehab problems to the point where, like, this has only been happening for a couple months, and I'm already bored, and I'm already not okay with it. What happens if her injury is six months, nine months, a year? Are we going to have an interim champion for a year? I don't like that. I really don't. I think it looks bad. It's not credible to Tony Storm. It's not credible to Thunder Rosa when she comes back. I'm not like, oh, my gosh, the champion's back. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's Thunder Rosa. Opinions? Um, I kind of disagree with you. I mean, I, I agree in the sense that I'm getting bored of it as well. But uh, I think, you know, when Thunder Rosa does come back, it'll be big. Mm. I don't know. Jake? Yeah, I agree it's going to be big when Thunder Rosa comes back. But my thing is, I don't think of Tony Storm's run as champion any less or more because it has the interim tag associated with it. Mm. I think, like Alex said, she's the champion right now because the actual champion is out with an injury. So when I critique Tony Storm's run as interim AEW Women's Champion, I critique it on the storytelling and the matches Mm. and not just because she's the interim champion rather than the undisputed champion. Interesting. And that that might just be me that the fact that she is interim champion, it's it's like a negative five points whenever I'm looking at a Tony Storm feud right now. Like I just, I can't get behind them. That just may be me. Uh, Moving on, though, we have the AEW Tag Team Champions, the acclaimed facing Swerve in our glory, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. We said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. And this is the third time. You know, obviously, Swerve in our glory got the, the first win at All Out. Then the acclaimed picked up that humongous, monumental win. The crowd popped huge. Now we get the rubber match, the third in the trilogy. It, in my opinion, I don't think it can go either, either way. I'll throw it to you guys first. Alex, who do you got winning? Yeah, I got the acclaimed here. I, it's, I don't know. Is it obvious? I mean, to me, it's obvious. I don't see it going any other way. And I'll be the one to say it because I think we all agree, but nobody said it out loud. Something's going to happen where there's going to be some kind of split with Keith Lee here, mm. and I don't know what it is. I'm ki- I kind of want they go for the tag, and Keith Lee just doesn't extend his hand out and just doesn't do the tag, and then just gets beat. That'd be so awesome. I feel like, uh, but yeah, they're gonna split. The acclaim's gonna win. Yeah, I mean, that's all I gotta say. All right, Jake. Yeah, I think it's obvious that the acclaim is going to win on Saturday night. I actually love what Alex just said, Mm. but I think it makes sense the other way around. I want Keith Lee to go for a tag and then Swerve Strickland to drop down because Swerve Strickland has kind of been playing that heel role, Mm. whereas Keith Lee is like, what's going on? What are you doing? Who was holding the camera when you did what you did behind the scenes? Like, that is going to be the feud, and I want that to happen. Mm. That's why I think the bigger question at play is here on Sunday is if Swerve and Our Glory gets broken up after this match. And I don't want to see a future with Swerve in our glory 
after two losses to mm-hmm. the acclaimed. As a tag team, I don't think they have much to offer if they're not going for the belts. And a feud between Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. I mean, that sounds great too. Oh, that's money. And I mean, I'm I agree with both of you that Keith Lee and Swerve, they're donezo. Not together anymore. I would love to see Keith Lee just pounce everybody. And if you don't know what pounce is, it's when Keith Lee just runs at somebody and throws them. And when you have someone like Anthony Bowens and Swerve who can fly after getting hit by a man Keith Lee's size, I'm excited for that. And to your point, Keith Lee and Swerve is the exact dynamic that you need for a good Keith Lee match. It's the big guy that can move and the little guy that can move. Alex, do you think that would be a good match? Yes. All right. Yeah. You, no, no, no further on that one? No, I think it'd be a great match. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think we all have the acclaimed winning. And can we all say it once again? Everybody loves the acclaimed. Jake, do you love the acclaimed? Yeah, I love the acclaimed. Alex, Come on now. You love the acclaimed? Well, I mean, everybody loves everybody the loves the acclaimed. <laughs> so to finish off our predictions for AEW's full gear, we have the AEW World Championship match where John Moxley will be defending his title against the chip winner MJF. This feud has been money. Banger after banger, promo after promo. Can MJF do any wrong? Can he, Jake? No, absolutely not. And the time is now to put the belt on Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman. The build has been fantastic, and I love that MJF is doing this the right way with what William Regal had said. Mm. Is MJF a heel? Is he a babyface? Is he a bit of both? How about yes, yes, and yes? Yes. He is a star. This man is the biggest draw in AEW and potentially the biggest draw in all of professional wrestling. I love the Ohio native John Moxley, but even he has to know that it's MJF's time to run this company now. The only way I see this differently is if the firm gets involved mm. to help Moxley win, and then the inevitable feud between MJF and the firm is done without a belt. But think... It is done with a belt, though, and this is going to feel amazing to say mm. at the end of AEW Full Gear 2022, MJF will be the undisputed AEW World Champion. Oh, the music, music to my ears. Alex, I see you nodding your head. I think we have the same answer. Who you got between MJF and John? Yeah, I'm taking John Moxley. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I'm not. Are you serious? Of course I'm taking MJF. Um, No, I I agree with a lot of what Jake said. It's MJF's time, right? And uh, I guess since I don't have much more to add, if the firm's going to get involved, do it after the match. Mm. Have MJF win and then have them come in and attack MJF and then build a storyline there. Uh, I think that Moxley will be fine on his own. If he loses the belt, he can go do something else for a while, and he's going to be just as great as he is right now because uh, he's that guy. But, yeah, it's MJF's time. Give him the belt. Interesting. I as well have John. Sorry, MJF winning. Of course, I mean, ever since his – I would say even ever since his feud with Punk, Guy's been the top guy. He's been the top of the company, the one to carry the flag, then he had that amazing pipe bomb promo against Tony Khan. He left, and AEW wasn't the same. He came back, and that spark was still there. This feud has been amazing. MJF is amazing. He's going to win the title. I don't see the firm getting involved, though, because MJF's going to win one, two, three, and the crowd is going to pop. MJF gets his moment. I want him to have his moment. I don't want him to get attacked and have Ethan Page hold the title up and the firm standing over him. I don't like that. I want Ethan, I want MJF to finally get the spotlight he so, he really deserves. He's deserved it since day one, in my opinion. I've always been a fan of him. And I got to throw some statistics your way, guys. If MJF wins, his contract ends January 1st, 2024. So, I could see him holding it to his contract day. That would make his reign 407 days, making him the longest reigning AEW champion. I'd absolutely love to see that. A little bit of backtracking on your take, though. Every single thing that MJF has done has kind of been shadowed by something else. He Mm -hmm. said that in his promo uh, with Barstool Sports, like you mentioned. So, I agree with you to the extent where if he wins... 
the AEW World Championship at full gear, that he deserves that spotlight completely. But I also agree with Alex that if the firm is going to get involved, it makes sense for it to be at the end of the match for them to attack him. But this this pay-per-view can't end with MJF winning the belt and laying on the ground with the firm standing tall. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I'm working through my thoughts and saying, okay, who's going to come out and help MJF? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I kind of agree with both of you guys to an extent. At the end of the day, though, MJF is going to be standing supreme. Maybe the Elite comes out and saves MJF. I don't know. That's very far-fetched. Maybe there's something to it, but that's what I think. You never know. Maybe, maybe. I have a different, I have a different take, though. Maybe just for one night only, we get the return of the pinnacle. FTR and Sean Spears come out and protect MJF one night only. You know what? That's better, Logan. I like that. You like that? Yeah. A- Alex, you like that? No, nah, nah, that's cool. Get the top guys and uh, the chairman himself back with MJF. Maybe when not- you're the, in the pinnacle, you're always <laughs> on top, man. <laughs> that is true. That is true. So that – oh, Alex, you have one more? Well, yeah, just to you know, add to what you were saying about the title reign lasting that long, can you guys imagine the storytelling of MJF saying, I've been the champ this long. I'm going to take it wherever my contract goes. I'm keeping this title. Kind of a little CM Punk from back in from the ROH. day. From ROH. Yeah. Saying, I'm ta- and WWE. Yeah, and WWE saying, this is my title. I've been the champion this long. No matter where I go, hopefully I like I like him to stay in AEW. He keeps me there. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, having him leave would make me less of an AEW fan. <laughs> but that'd be so, so cool. I don't know how legal it is, but I do remember in ROH – Punk signed his WWE contract on the ROH championship. So could you imagine if in storyline, MJF signed his contract on the AEW title? Oh, oh, that just chills up my body. Yeah, that would be amazing. I completely agree with you guys. Could you imagine just the belt around MJF's waist for that long and like the one year anniversary of him winning it a year from this Saturday or whenever a Wednesday Mm -hmm. night dynamite would be. And he goes out there and has like a party, like the promo he would put on for like a one year anniversary for his title run. I mean, we're talking about an all time title run right here. Oh yeah. With MJF. Cause I mean, every feud that he has with this title, it's going to be the top feud. Every match he has, it's going to be one of the must see matches. And think about it. If he does this reign, he's better in his, and I mean, in my mind too, he'd be better than Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Hangman Page, John Moxley. All of those names, and MJF can say, statistically, I'm better than you, and you know it. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And like, the thing is, you can't have a bad feud with it because it's MJF. Mm. It, no matter what, he's going to be able to say, well, obviously nobody can beat me. I've been the champ this long. Who's going to beat me this week? And it's who's who's going to beat him. It's a, it's going to be like easy layup um, when it comes to these storylines, and they're all going to be great because mm-hmm. MJF. Yep, and that wraps up our predictions for AEW Full Gear. We're going to run through them real quick. Alex, can you start us off top to bottom? Who you got winning? Uh, Nyla, obviously, <laughs> in the in the first match. Uh, then I got Sting and Darby, uh, Paige taking the tournament win. Um, then I'm on to Jungle Boy. I got Daniel saying I'm pretty confident about it. Give me Britt Baker. Then, uh, Tony Storm, The Acclaimed, and MJF. Awesome. Jake, run through your picks. Yeah, I have Jade Cargill being the obvious winner of the TBS Championship. Uh, Darby Allen and Sting, I have them falling to Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett just because Jeff Jarrett this is his first match in AEW. For the AEW World Championship Eliminator Final, I have Ethan Page beating Lance Archer. Steel Cage match, super looking forward to it. I have Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I have Brian Danielson winning the ROH World Championship match, but like I said, I'm like 10% confident in that, so don't take that take for granted there. And then Britt Baker losing to Soraya. Soraya's not going to lose her first match. Tony Storm defending her interim belt. The Acclaimed, everyone loves the Acclaimed. They're going to win and defend their tag team championship. And then MJF, the time is now to put that belt around his waist. Yeah, and for my predictions, I have Jade Cargill retaining her TBS championship. Darby Allin and Sting! 
thing defeating Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I have all ego Ethan Page beating Ricky Starks for the Eliminator Tournament. In the Steel Cage match, I have Jungle Boy Jack Perry beating Luchasaurus. For the ROH World Championship 4-Way match, I have, regrettably, Sammy Guevara winning. In the Dr. Britt Baker match, I have her defeating Soraya. In the Interim Women's Championship match, I have Tony Storm defeating Jamie Hayter, retaining her Interim Women's Championship. And in the AW Tag Team Championship match, I have the acclaimed winning with Swerve in Our Glory, kind of deraveling in a sense. And for the main event, AEW World Championship will be defended, and MJF will finally get his moment standing tall, holding the championship high. Any last-minute thoughts, you two? No, just MJF better win or else I'm not going to be watching AEW again <laughs> unless they really, really do a good job. Yeah, and... Yeah, I'm super excited for Full Gear 2022. A lot of unpredictable matches, which is always fun, mm. but I think I nailed it. You guys are going to be wrong. I'm going to be winner, the winner of this podcast show, and MJF is going to be champion. The only, the only match I don't want to be right about is that four-way match with Sammy winning, and it's just because if he does, I know I'm going to be right, but it's like, do I really win? Do I? Do I win? Yeah, and I wouldn't mind if Soraya wins. I guess I wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah. She's not going to, but I wouldn't mind. <laughs> well, that will do it for this episode of Sports Power Talk Overtime. I hope you have all enjoyed this preview and our predictions of AEW's Dynamite, Rampage, and, of course, Full Gear. Once again, as your host, my name is Logan Buchanan, and I was joined today by... Jake Murrin And... Alex Henry. Please enjoy AEW's Full Gear. Full Gear.